Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Ramping up the music. It's Thursday, my friends. At least the originating date of this broadcast. Nice to have you. The 10th day of July. Year of our, no, the 9th day of July. I'm a day ahead of myself. A year of our Lord 2020. Uh, pleased, pl- privileged, thrilled, a little bit giddy to have you here on the radio show. And boy, do we have a humdinger of a program to come together for you. You never know as the shows start coming together. I, uh, you work some, some parts of the show, you're putting together days in advance. Some of you put hours in advance. Some of you up early in the morning and final confirmations. And it's, uh, and you just never know. Sometimes you end up with a lot of blank real estate there. And we said, uh, we open up and we just, uh, converse and tap dance together. Sometimes you end up walls to wall. I just, you'd never know what all shakes out and just kind of throw it all against the wall. And see what sticks. Well, hell's bells. We got a lot of stuff that's stuck on the wall today, and it's going to be a big one. So uh, don't go anywhere uh, for the next four hours. And I will mark time, tread water, uh, do a little song and dance, dog and pony show until the Rush Limbaugh guy comes up here. So that's that's what I'm 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 the, I'm the placeholder before the big guy. I think that's uh, if I keep myself in perspective, it's a good thing. I want to dive into this topic of <laughs> our schools going to be reopening in the fall. Uh, President Trump and the uh, and the administration are very much in favor. They say you got to get kids back in school, and there's a lot of more voices that I'm hearing that are saying, "Yeah, you do have to get more voices, more people back in school." Even old Dr. Fauci has come around. It seems Dr. Fauci was on a, a serious XM show with one of the uh, oh, one of the famous doctors. It's not what is it, Doctor? Oh, I, I get all the famous doctors. They all they all sound alike to me. But it was one of the famous doctors appears on Fox. Uh, he has a serious XM show and Dr. Fauci said, yeah, we've got to find a way to get back kids in school. It's mentally bad for them. It's, it's just not good. We got to, got to get there. So Dr. Fauci is on board of getting everybody back to school. So all of you who worship at the feet of Dr. Fauci and get very nervous, uh, when your charming host here, brother Lakey is critical of the little effort. Um, I, I tell you, uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, it's, it's good. Uh, Dr. Fauci's back on this. Now, in Colorado, what is this going to look like? We have a governor uh, that, in my humble opinion, and I think there's plenty of evidence, has bungled so much and uh, screwed up so much of his handling of this coronavirus COVID-19 thing. And I think a lot of it has been just an agenda that's been driven by uh, Governor Polis. I think he's, uh, you know, well, the very fact that early on when Colorado was getting the COVID and it was kind of the peak of Colorado at the time, Jared Polis would not shut down travel from out of state said that was not in his purview. So you and I were supposed to be on quarantine and lockdown, and yet tourists coming in on the airport, flooding in from hot spots, were uh, welcomed with open arms. So uh, there is that. I think there's just been a lot of screw-ups by this governor, and I think there's just been a lot of misadministration. I think he's, in a sense, come across as power drunk. And I think that's happened statewide. I think you've had these public health officials from Larimer County to Jefferson County to the Tri-Counties and uh, you go on that have just felt this power and that needs to change in the state statute as to how much power these unelected bureaucrats have. And that's been on display. 
Of course, not maybe not surprising, Weld County has not uh, clamped down with a heavy hand. Weld County has uh, kind of let their businesses and individuals be, be free, as Weld County typically tends to do. Uh, but some of these county health officials have just uh, really overstepped, I believe, boundaries, although they were legally allowed to do that, but it was unelected bureaucrats that have been bossing us around all this time. So that being said, now that we're heading into the fall and there's more and more experts, and we love the experts, more and more experts to say, first of all, look at Europe. Europe has reopened schools with uh, no big spikes. It just shows that the um, the virus is different among people in the nursing home than people in the schoolhouse. It's just, it, it treats different. The immune systems are different. And we'll we'll be okay. And just gotta you know wash your hands, do all the stuff you got to do. But there's more and more experts saying, yeah, we do have to get schools open. And I, the, a lot of people saying, well, we're gonna do it this way. If you look at it, it's the same people that have been kind of contrarians to the freedom, uh, the, the messages of freedom and liberty and overstep overstep of the government role. It's those same people. It's those Democrat governors, those Democrat mayors that I believe are trying to make some kind of a political statement. Now, we do know, um, I, I, I've gotten mixed signals here. I do I have seen the opening schedule or proposals uh, by the St. Vrain School District. St. Vrain is one of those. Like uh, in Pooter, I'm waiting to see uh, what they're... If you're a Pooter parent, if you've gotten the big email, I have not... I've gotten Pooter parents that have told me two different things on Pooter Schools Districts and what their proposals are. Uh, so if you're a Pooter School District person, love to hear from you on what their plan is. Uh, St. Vrain has an initial plan that basically said uh, uh, for elementary school will be all in. Uh, sixth graders will be full day. Seventh and eighth graders will be split kind of two groups, and they'll go back and forth uh, three days on, two days back at home on the uh, computers. Uh, ninth graders will be all day, and 10th, 11th, and 12th graders will be that rotation basis. So I, I, that makes it a very big hardship on parents, a very big hardship on the carpools, a very big hardship on supervision. These are going to actually be classes in uh, on the computer, from what I'm understanding in most districts. They think they've figured that out. And to leave your 7th grade or 8th grader, if you've got to go to work um, in front of a computer all day, uh, supposedly paying attention in a classroom, I, I I think it's a it's wrought for failure and it's a misservice to the children. So I, I hope everybody gets back to school. And I was surprised yesterday to see the Jefferson County Schools, Jeffco, uh, they're planning a 100% back in the classroom operation. They're going to make some adjustments on how kids get together for the lunch lunch hours and things like that. But they're planning to go 100%. And I really hope more districts across Colorado will start to do that. And I think a lot of people are waiting to hear from Governor Polis and the State Board of Education and these unelected bureaucrats that are running our lives. So we'll talk a little bit about this. What would you think if your kids were told that they could go back to school 100% in the classroom? Is that right? Another question I have for you, President Trump over the course of the week has said several times that school districts that don't reopen to the children should lose their federal funding. Is that something that you would agree with, that they should lose their federal funding? Now, a lot of these governors that are really been wanting to get you clamped down, Governor Polis will always cite the CDC when it's convenient. Now, remember, the CDC is the Centers for Disease Control. I cited the CDC this week. And because I cited the CDC that went against the narrative of of this virus and the freedoms that we should have, I was flagged as false information, and they've uh, penalized my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jimmy Lakey fan page. But 
if you can, <laughs> you're allowed you're allowed to quote the CDC if it goes with the narrative. And a lot of these governors have been trying to quote the narrative on everything uh, that you've got to you got to keep the kids at home, you got to keep the economy locked down. Everything has to be a one size fits all approach. Uh, and uh, Governor 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 Polis sometimes will cite that CDC line, and, and he believe he'll buy into it if it matches up what his thoughts are. Well, Mike Pence has now said, Vice President has said the CDC is changing their reopen guideline because there are people that would say, well, if the CDC says just about reopening in schools, well, President Trump tweeted yesterday and said, this is silly. These obstacles, these hurdles, these things that they're telling schools you have to do to reopen, it's not only unfair to schools, it's unfair to parents, it's unfair to careers, it's unfair to the kids. You've got to change this up. We've got to figure out a way to uh, live. In, in, we've got to find a, find a way to live until a cure or a treatment for this virus is there. We've got to continue to living. And the CDC had everybody clamped down that it was impossible hurdles to jump. Well, Mike Pence has now said that the CDC is changing their reopen guidelines. And he, President Trump had called them tough and expensive. And Mike Pence says, yeah, we talked to the CDC and they're coming up with a new set of guidelines starting next week. So we'll have the new guidelines with the CDC. So your thoughts as a parent, and I've asked this question, we're going to talk to um, you, talk to some other people that are in, involved in the education system. What does it mean to get the schools opened back up? And if your school decides to go in some weird schedule, especially with those upper age groups and those upper grade levels, how will that affect you? How will it affect them? And it, it will affect them, and I think in a negative way. So if you're a school district bureaucrat, remember, uh, you work for the people, you work for the taxpayers, and there's a lot of us that say, figure it out, get the kids back in the classroom. If you want to jump in on that, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. Let's see, what else we got? Oh, returning to normal. On the topic of returning to normal, I'd like to jump into this a little bit the next couple of days as well. The NFL is working to get back into the saddle again. They're trying to figure out what their season's looking like. I talked to a couple of sources in the NFL that are friends, and they said it's really a lot of stuff's kind of up in the air. They're, they're, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, the, the, it's, they said it's kind of a mess. They, they don't know if there's preseason or not preseason. Uh, they don't know. They, they, they really just a lot of st- moving parts. Uh, people keep coming up with guidelines for the NFL. Well, if you're going to go to a, a game, you ought to go to you take two or three airplanes. And owners are going, we, it doesn't work out to take two or three airplanes. They're trying to figure out it's city by city, stadium by stadium, how many people can go into into watch a football game. So a lot of confusion, even though the NFL is planning to move forward in the next several weeks, August-ish, uh, with their training camp, whatever that's going to look like. A lot of the things, they don't know what it's going to look like. A lot of, lot of vacillation and uh, uncertainty when it comes to the National Football League. And then you take the, the antics of the National Football League saying they're going to have the, the national black, the black national anthem, which I didn't know there was one. Uh, that's evidently going to heal all the hurts out there. Uh, they're talking about allowing people to just also, they're, they're throwing out all these social justice, politically correct things. Uh, supposedly thinking of flying a Black Lives Matter flag or having Black Lives Matters on the field. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that that I'm not sure if it's unifying, and I'm not sure that it's going to help the National Football League. So this could be a very interesting year for the NFL. And then Ray uh, Bam Bam had mentioned this earlier, and I do have it in my stack, that the National Basketball Association, which I don't really watch, and I 
No, I think their ratings tanked long ago. I think their their ratings spiraled downward long, long, long ago. Well, the NBA is approaching this different. They're all living in a bubble. Like they they get tested, they go in the bubble, and they stay there. They can only commune with the people in the bubble. They get food brought to them. They're in total isolation for your entertainment. And it's interesting. The NBA is also going to let these people, instead of putting their names on the back of their jersey, their basketball shirts. Uh, they're going to be able to put certain approved slogans on there real soon. So it may be Black Lives Matter. It may be Stop the Hate. Whatever it is, they can put slogans on there. And I don't think that's very helpful. I think most people will go, give me a break. Just play basketball, dang it. That's what you should do. That's There is that. And then some of the NBA players yesterday were tweeting out that in the bubble, they don't like the menu. They're getting served food. It's brought to them and uh, eating in small groups or in their rooms in the bubble, and some of them are saying, we don't like eating like this. And I was talking to another uh, coach that is a professional coach of professional athletes in a professional sports league yesterday as I was just kind of getting to the bottom of all these sports leagues. And I said, what do you think of all these NBA players tweeting out? And he laughed. He said, it's ridiculous. And uh, I said, I said, why is it ridiculous? He goes, a lot of these guys had never even stayed, literally never stayed in a hotel till they got to the college or the NBA and now they become connoisseurs on, and, and commentators on fine food and cuisine at a rest, at, a, at a hotel restaurant. It's like, come on, you guys. Uh, most of you, a lot of you had never flown on a plane until college or the NBA. A lot of you never stayed in a hotel until then. And uh, now you're now you're a food critic. And he thought it was kind of silly. All this being said, uh, at the time when you think the professional sports might bail us out, at the time that you think the professional sports might be uh, something to distract us from the, the the politicians and bureaucrats who are total idiots. Uh, all of a sudden, our NBA, our NFL, all of these leagues start becoming total idiots. So anyway, we can comment on all of that here on the program today. Indeed, we can. And let's see. Oh, by the way, do you see the speaking of this um, CDC? And I'm not going all COVID all the time this morning. Uh, speaking of the Centers for Disease Control, if you look at the Centers for Disease Control number, uh, the epidemic's almost over. That's how, and the media is now focusing on the infestation rate, the infection rate. They were focused on death rate, but because it's hitting a younger crowd now, the death rate's low. So now they're saying, oh, we have this, this many hundreds of thousands or this many. They're really trying to figure out what numbers they can focus on to make this look bad. But overall, with the CDC numbers, you add it up, subtract it up, do all the, the algebra calculus you have to do, and guess what? It looks like we're on the verge of this no longer being able to be called an epidemic. So we'll throw that into the mix as well. All right, coming up on the program, bottom of the hour, which is the next segment of the show. That'll be about 6.36 this morning. I am told that we have a parent of a Pooter School District student that will be anonymous on the program, but this is the student that we, we I talked about this with Steve Laffey yesterday, and I brought it up on my program. Uh, Pooter School comes out. We can't figure out what they're really going to do as far as academics in the fall of the year. We can't figure out uh, we can't figure out what they're going to do to raise their test scores. We can't figure out what they're going to do to make your kids more literate. We can't figure that out about the Pooter Schools, but Pooter School Districts has a story in the paper. Uh, this week that basically says they're going to work to have a more inclusive environment because evidently, and we talked about this extensively yesterday, kids do dumb things sometimes online, and evidently some kids outed another kid and said, oh, this kid made a racial joke, <clears throat> or this kid made a non-PC comment, and uh, the Pooter School District reached out to the parents and uh, said, you got to get this kid to pull this uh, statement down, and uh, the, the, the school district is all worried now 
that maybe you're going to have a kid that uh, has offended somebody, and if they've offended somebody, is that kid is that kid persona non grata back in the school district? And so, anyway, the, the parent um, said this. Per- the, 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 this person says they're the parent of this kid that's uh, been under scrutiny in the Pooter School District, and that parent wants to be on the program. Uh, yesterday tried, but then he wanted to get his thoughts together, and uh, he's going to be calling in here. We're going to contact him in just a moment. It'll be an anonymous caller, uh, but Bam Bam's done all the research and all the things, and uh, we think we have the winner. We think we have the guy that is a parent of this student in Pooter. That now, now, I'll update you on the whole story here in the next half hour of the show. All right. Whew. Boy, that was a lot of talking, and there's a lot of stuff going on. I told you it's a... It's a whamdinger humdinger of a show. It's going to be a big one. If you want to jump in, my number is 866-888-5449. As a parent, what do you think about the school's... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reopening. Are you for 100% classroom? Or do you think there ought to be some moderation, some 50%, uh, 50-50 online learning, etc.? I go, I, let's get back in the classroom is my opinion. Most grade levels in a lot of schools are, but they're taking a few grade levels and saying you're going to do half and half. And I think that harms the kids. I think that harms their academics. So we'll talk about it all. Here's my number, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. It is News Talk 600 KCOL. All right, welcome to the program. All tangled up here. Not sure how that happened. Uh, nice to have you here. Uh, News Talk 600 KCOL. Well, I want to remind you, open line uh, format, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. Uh, bam, bam, I think we, uh, my, my phone system, for some reason on my end, it's, it's, I think it's my computer here. I'm having a tough time with it. So if we have our guest, I'm going to have you do the uh, punching here, I think, for just a moment. I may be able to get it to work. Uh, let me remind you, uh, we're talking this morning about the schools and the school system and should they reopen. And I have said this uh, the entire time, that schools ought to reopen. They shouldn't have closed so long in the uh, spring of the year. I know kids that lost scholarships. I know kids that lost opportunities that they thought they were going to have <clears throat> their senior year. And it really turned out to be quite a tragedy for a lot of kids uh, because they lost their final sports season. They lost their final baseball season, the final track season. Some of the kids are still waiting to graduate. I uh, was talking to a friend who has uh, – some, some, this one kid left yesterday for one of the military service academies, and in leaving, he's going to miss his high school graduation because the school district put his high school graduation to the 25th. Now, in 30 years, well, he noticed that he missed his high school graduation? Probably not. But at this point, you work your whole life, and now we can't do high school graduations till late July, and it's uh, it's kind of a sad thing. Anyway, this week I noticed in the news that the Pooter School District come out and said they're. I, I'm waiting to hear if they're going to get the kids back in the classroom. I'm waiting to hear if they're going to get academics back up and going. And they come out and start talking about how we're going to have a much more inclusive environment, etc. 
And I'm thinking, uh, are you going to have better grades? Are you going to have better reading, writing, arithmetic? Uh, it just, it's, it's interesting what the focus is on these schools in these times. And I'm going to bring into the conversation uh, someone that reached out to us yesterday, and he is a parent of a student. And my understanding, and I'll, anonymously, I'll let uh, this parent tell the story. Uh, if I'm reading correctly, first of all, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm uh, best athlete described as a turtle in a fast race. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Uh, let me ask you, you are a parent of a student that has been a not, not identified but kind of alluded to by the Pooter School District because your student was accused or outed or they said that your student did something that was non-politically correct on uh, social media and you got a call. Kind of update us as to the whole story here. Well, that's correct. Accused is the correct uh, correct verb. Uh, he posted something insensitive on Instagram and it blew up. It went extremely viral and of course, uh, school was not in session at the time. School was out for the summer break. It was on his own time. He posted something that was totally insensitive and a huge mistake. And nothing was alerted to Pooter School District until some little sneaks that were hiding behind their computer screens or their phones in their parents' basements. And they blew it up to the sense that my phone became inundated with voicemails and text messages with all kinds of hateful messages. And so they hashtagged in Pooter School District, the Colorado uh, Athletic Association um, alerted the principal and it since became, you know, it came onto their table and so they started to handle it in their way. And what my problem is, is that my son is being labeled as a racist, and he's not a racist. What he posted was extremely insensitive, and it was stupid, but he didn't realize the ramifications of it. He thought maybe it'd be something kind of funny, but he realizes now his huge mistake, and now he's paying the cost of it. My problem is with the school district is that they're basically getting outside pressure from the public and the fact that they want to know what they're going to, what the school district is doing about it, and they want to see him expelled. Now, this is going to label him for the rest of his life as racist. And my son is not a racist. And I say that they're one that they're calling him that because of what Smeisner has put out in blanket emails saying that this was extremely racist and then we will be dealing with it my problem is is that it's not a person needs to take a good look at it and it's easy to find it's been you know posted in all sorts of media but uh my problem with the school district is is the hypocrisy behind the whole thing of here my son is going to be labeled with this whole thing and yet on the other flip side of this is that nobody's going to do anything towards those little sneaks that went and exposed our personal information. Yeah, so you, your, your, son, your son you feel like is kind of being used as a scapegoat. You say Smizer, that's Superintendent Sandra Smizer. Let me read part of the email she sent out to a district-wide family. In my estimation, Smizer uh, probably could have said, you know what, we're handling this, we're talking to the family, we got this under control. Instead, I think she... she uh, 
uh, what we call gaslights this thing. She says, especially this summer, we have witnessed multiple incidents of hate and racism that have brought widespread hurt, fear, and national attention to our community. As an educational organization, we must lean in and use these acts as an opportunity uh, for education and affirmation of the need of the work engaged. Uh, Sandra Smeiser decided to make this a district-wide thing, send out national, or excuse me, district-wide emails. And to me, that seems like maybe there was a different way she could have handled that. Instead of gaslighting it, she could have said, hey, we're handling this. We've talked to the family. This is a bad mistake. And it's all going to be really tampered down. But Smizer doesn't seem to want to tamp it down. She seems to want the spotlight uh, and uh, issue these long, wordy emails to families. What do you think? I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that email is rich because of the fact that that she didn't take any time. She came off half-cocked and said this sort of thing. Nobody reached out. Nobody was reaching out whatsoever. And when the school district says that they care about these kids, that's laughable. There are so many opportunities to try and help, and yet they sit there and, well, here's a counselor, and you can go and handle that. No, that, that's okay. I understand. Thanks for your help. But nobody's been reaching out to try and talk with my son about the whole thing. Nobody, you know, and out of the whole thing, there's probably only about two people that have reached out and were supportive in the sense that we're sorry this happened. We we hope that you're doing well. But my problem with that is that nothing is happening to those that went and opened up our yeah. private information. How in the hell did they get our information? Yeah. And then you got kids driving up and down the street in the neighborhood and at the old house that we used to own where they have two little kids. I feel so sorry yeah. for that family that's going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Let me put you on hold for a second. Yeah, let me put you on hold. Hold tight. This is an apparent whose um, uh, kid is uh, kind of alluded to in some of the um, social, well, the media post of the Pooter School District. And uh, did Sandra Smizer and the Pooter School District gaslight something in order to be politically correct and politically relevant? And they do it at the expense of one of the students in their school district. Uh, we'll continue the conversation with this parent on the other side. Don't go anywhere. News Talk 600 KCOL. All right, welcome to the uh, program. Have a guest that uh, we're going to keep anonymous uh, just for the uh, safety and uh, of his family, his son, and uh, just to but try to set the record straight. Pooter School District has been issuing some mighty big words from uh, Dr. Superintendent Sandra Smizer. Uh, big, big words talking about how horrified she is as students have made the mistakes. On I just I'll, I'll, I'll link up the story in just some of these statements. And I have this parent on, and, and if I have this right, uh, the Instagram post that was controversial for your son. Let me rapid fire some questions here. Did, is this the one that happened in May that Sandra Smizer and the Colorado one talking about? Did this happen back in May? Uh, the I want to say tail end of May. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and yeah. so, how did you find? How did you? How did you find out that uh, that it had happened? It says the school district contacted you. Uh, walk us through that process. Who alerted you? As far as the posting of the uh, insensitive uh, picture, or what? Yeah, the, the, it says that the school district uh, the the picture was taken down after the school district notified the parents and asked for their help. Yeah. So how I found out about it is that my phone just exploded and. So I was calling my son because he was coming back from helping out his girlfriend's uh, grandparents up in um, somewhere close to Laramie, Wyoming. And my phone blew up, and so I called called my son, and I said, what is going on? And uh, he basically said, Dad, I can't talk about it right now. I'm driving. And then uh, 
I alerted his mother and basically went out to where his mother lives and met up with the sheriffs out there. But the school district was not contacting us until easily 24 hours later. And like I said, there wasn't anything alerted to the school district until these kids decided to hashtag. And that's how the school district found out about it. Hell, they would have never known about it if none of nothing was ever said about it. I mean, kids make mistakes all the time and there's all kinds of crap that's going on with these media accounts that they're never alerted about. But the insensitive time and bad choice be doing anything of that sort, that's how it all came to light. Yeah. Uh, you listen to a parent that uh, there, his, his son made a mistake online. The Colorado and uh, features a couple of these stories. And uh, I believe if you read the school district response, you have to say the school district might be going a little bit overboard uh, in just so district wide emails going how ashamed and horrified they are with this thing. Uh, you're you're the district did issue a statement. They condemned it, but they said, we're not being silent for acceptance. We just don't, uh, these things don't bring about expelling. We just have to deal with it. Who has your son heard from? Has he heard from a guidance counselor, his teacher? Has Dr. Sandra Smizer called him? It says that they're very concerned about your son as well, but uh, who, who yeah, has right. he heard from? The only time that they've ever been in contact with was scheduled which we have set up was with the principal uh, mckay and the assistant superintendent virtual meetings and otherwise they have not gone out of their way to reach out to us it was us setting things first and wanting to get things moving to get things handled and to get things explained and we've had three meetings actually four meetings, and since then, the last meeting was the principal and the assistant superintendent said, we are going to recommend expulsion. And so the next step of this whole deal is is that there's going to be a hearing here probably in the next week or so where they basically wanted to have another virtual meeting, and I said, there's not a chance in the world that we're going to have that you're going to be able to see me and you're going to be able to feel and hear the passion of just how this is a bad idea. They need to do the right thing here. They can't be making an example of him for something that they claim that he is. Nobody knows who my son is. He has seen things that I have done as an example of what people need to do for people when they're down and out. And I'm doing this And I want to thank you for letting me come on to the show so that I can be able to explain just a small part. My son has made a stupid mistake. Yeah, he's an idiot. What 16-year-old kid hasn't made a mistake? We've all made mistakes that we would like to try and do over again. But my point is is that Cooter School District is wanting to make an example of him, and yet it's laughable to sit there and say that they care about kids when they're actually just wanting to wash their hands of this whole thing. And they're doing it the right way. And if anybody's out there listening, I want them to know that, damn it, do the right thing. You want to do something right for the kids? Well, then stand by them. Realize they make mistakes. And they need to be, they need to be loved and they need to be cared for. And they need to just be able to do the right thing. Everybody needs a second chance. He didn't go drinking and driving. He wasn't out smoking pot. He didn't rob a store. You know, this is something that, is bad but this is something that isn't 
anything of what the school district is trying to make it seem as. They're bowing to public pressure, and it's it's disgusting how they just yeah. think that they can just wash their hands of it. Yeah. I, I'm, I rush, run short on time. We'll obviously keep keep in touch and follow up. Uh, but to be clear, so they're talking now. This happened in late May. School was out. You've been dealing with it now. We're in mid-July. They're still talking about a possible expulsion for your son, all because of a silly, uh, dumb Instagram post that he put up and was taken down, trying to label as racist. And nobody from the school uh, that supposedly cares for the students uh, is really reaching out to find out about his well-being or his psyche or what he thoughts. I mean, th- what he thinks. There's real no real concern about your son's side of the story, if I'm hearing this correctly. That's pretty much, yep, that's pretty much it, you know. And the bottom line is, is that, gosh, he, he needs a little bit of TLC, you know, and it's just basically people just labeling it and wanting to walk away from it really isn't what it is, you know. Um. And so the thing that is also appalling is that nothing is going to be handled with those that exposed our personal information. They said, well, if you want to pursue it with the police department, you can. Now, okay, that's fair enough. Maybe they yeah. aren't attending school anymore, but there's a few of them that still are attending school, yeah. and nothing's happening on that end. Uh, we're going to stay in touch. Uh, I want to come back and uh, follow up on this conversation. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having the courage to come on the radio program. It's News Talk 600 KCOL. Uh, you hear the passion of a dad's voice wondering what the heck's going on with the Poudre School District. Uh, uh, frust- I, I got to take a break before I get myself in trouble. 866-888-5449. Stand by. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.